Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome our A-team guest, Dr. Seth Cooper, who's a clinical psychologist. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Cooper. Good evening, Patricia. Dr. Cooper, I'm glad that you're a clinical psychologist, but you're also a man, so we are not uh, speaking something that is foreign. The question that I'm going to start off with is a, a simple question, but I'm sure it's very layered. Are men struggling? Are men, sorry? Are I men struggling? Are men struggling oh, in society? Oh yes, mm. yes uh, very much so. Uh, Unfortunately, because of how we've been brought up and educated and socialized and how society expects us to be, we don't acknowledge that we are struggling and we drop that on to you, females, uh, to show the emotion, the, you know, the kinds of... Uh, socialization and education from an early age by both men and women bringing up children is that it's okay for girls to express the emotion or cry, but it's not for boys. You know, it's, it's sissies. Uh, boys don't do that. Uh, men are strong uh, and that kind of uh, approach. And it reveals itself in the self-harm and self-destructive behaviors we see all around us. And the climate in which we're in with uh, huge economic uh, insecurity, we are we're the country with the highest unemployment rate in the world. We have these highest uh, statistics in the world uh, for a country which is one of the richest in the world. And males are expected to cope with all that is thrown at them. And if you look at the last, uh, say, two and a two years and, and a few months since COVID-19 uh, became a pandemic, we have seen seen the emergence of all kinds of um, behaviors and reactions from everybody, but in particular men. So if we uh, listen to the recent statistics by the police minister, we note that nearly in all the violent uh, crimes, they've gone up. We know that uh, besides unemployment, the fact of the matter is that uh, people uh, in their mid-teens to mid-twenties, almost 75% of them, uh, and this is uh, uh, the statistic of June last year, are out of school or out of work. So in all these indices and indicators, we find that we fare very badly. We, the most violent society on earth without a war. 
indeed, we have the war internally, and it is easy to be a man and and a boy and express violence, and we get shocked when we see a girl in the school ground uh, being violent. So all these kinds of things uh, play a role, my dear, and we have to uh, accept that in society, men experience a severe uh, degree of stress and anxiety. And if we, I'll throw another statistic at you, uh, which I think you know, uh, that uh, in we, we dropped in the last uh, statistics called in 2019, uh, we were 10th in the world for suicide, 23.5, uh, but down from 2017, where it was 20. 5.2 per 100,000 in the population. And when we look at the male figures in this country, it is 37.6 uh, male per 100,000 versus 9.8 female. So it's some four times more. And this fits the trend, if you like, in some other countries. So in, it, it mirrors the, the kind of uh, uh, proportion that we see in uh, the U.S., for example. And perhaps the closest in terms of these kinds of statistics would be a country like the U.S. But having said that, we need to also consider that our landlocked country, Lesotho, is the highest for suicide, 72.4, and a staggering 116 males to 30 females per 100,000. Uh, Eswatini, uh, our other uh, border uh, country on the other side, on the, on the east side, 29.4, with 55 male and 4.7 female. So we see these uh, statistics, and 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 uh, close behind this country like Botswana. So something is happening in Southern Africa and to men, and we know that in Southern Africa, uh, generally, South Africa is the economic hub, if you like, over time, and particularly with the rise of uh, mining capacity. We've seen people come from all um, neighboring countries into this country. So we have a toxic mix of factors that make men imperiled. Uh, they then, uh, I'm, I'm going to be as simplistic as possible uh, so that we don't get caught up in a lot of uh, verbiage. Uh, males tend then to drown their sorrows in booze or take substances. And that also uh, can numb you to the uh, realities you confront. And it's easier to engage in violent behavior. It's easier to then engage in self-violent behavior. And further, I believe that it's easier to engage in very risky behavior.
which will endanger you personally. So, so, so Dr. Cooper, mm-hmm. with all the, all the factors that you have given us right now, um, it's, it, it's very clear that men are heavily burdened in society, right? And it's very clear that something needs to be done because it's societal norms that have created this platform for men to feel that they can't express themselves. Sayings that say, boys don't cry, you must chin up, you must man up, you know, grow a pair. All those sayings that are told to little boys, uh, to teenagers, to men, have created a crippling and uh, rather than an enabling environment for men to be able to uh, de-stress and Offload. There's too many pressures on men. So where do we start to start reshaping the way society has uh, placed men so that we can curb things like um, suicide in men, substance abuse, gender-based violence? Well, the obvious thing that uh, comes to mind immediately is changing our education system, changing it to be more realistic, to uh, what is happening in society. And I don't mean dumbing down, continuing to dumb down education so that you educate for a job. I mean something much more than that. That is to restore that sense of self, that sense of humanity, that sense of being in touch with yourself and with others around you. Now, the thing we do most in life is relate to other people. We're not taught how to relate. There isn't a course from uh, kindergarten through to university and postgraduate where you train to do that. Uh, Indeed, what we've done during democracy is gotten rid of of school psychologists and counselors from Mm -hmm. our system. Mm -hmm. And heaven knows it's now more than ever before that we need that. I recall that uh, in 1983 when I, I raised, are we creating a lost generation of young people? That generation that I described, uh, raised the question about in 1983, has become the grandparents, have become the grandparent generation. And in turn, we have serial lost generations. You have children who are at risk for self-harm and young people at risk for self-harm staggeringly in our schools, out of schools, in the streets or wherever uh, young people uh, foregather its self-destruct behavior. So unless we change uh, our policies in terms of education, that's primary, follow the by. There's two things that any society is based on, its education and its health. In both those sectors, we are appalling, particularly during this 28th year now of democracy. We see a spiraling out of control of all the inefficiencies and the uh, learned helplessness, if you like, from systems that are simply failing our people. No realistic way to deal with it, thrown into stark relief by the pandemic and a sense of hopelessness, anger, frustration.
can imagine. So that needs to change rather than the narratives that we get of self-serving people in leadership in all sectors. Uh, we should be worried about some of these statistics when our children are out there at loose ends in the terrible way that they are. We should be very, very worried. July happened last year. It was young people in the main at the forefront of that mayhem. And it's a tinderbox waiting to happen in any kind of way that you can think of. So all these factors need to be considered together. You see, what we do is we look at a symptom and then we try to deal with the symptom rather than look at what is the cause. Our cause is not creating a realistic educational and health environment where people can grow fully to their full potential and feel and be human and equal to anybody. Mm. Look, uh, the messages I'm getting here are really heartbreaking. This one is uh, from Olane. Olane says, um, my girlfriend ran away from my friend and I'm... Uh, ran away with my friend, and I'm going through a financial crisis. I'm unemployed, Joe, and there is no one I can talk to in the Northern Cape, Springbok. There is no mental health clinic in Springbok. It's just too much. Please assist. So hearing things like this from a man, he's obviously going through too many things, different layers, and in his area, there's nowhere to get help. Um, wh- where can you get help? Even perhaps online, um, telephonic? Look, look, there are helplines uh, that are available. Unfortunately, uh, most of them are not 24. Uh, I mean, nearly all of them are not 24 hours. There are lifelines. There's, uh, uh, there's uh, the depression and anxiety group. Uh, there's also the psychological society. It's Johannesburg, 486. Six double three double two, and a referral can be held uh, given to persons who are in need because the fraternity of helping professionals is available to provide help and some of that help doesn't have to be costly. Uh, there are colleagues who are willing to do this and if uh, people go online they can they can uh, get that help. Mm. Unfortunately, we don't have anything uh, right now uh, like we had in the in the early 90s period where we had tw- uh, 24-7 helpline on violence and other kinds of activities that were happening pre-democracy. Uh, and that's sad because uh, we're not meeting our needs. We, we actually are actively pushing our people, and particularly our men, over the precipice, and it's showing. In reacting to women, Mm -hmm. uh, that Mm -hmm. is a a symptom of the problem. I know that many others come with a variety of other explanations, but we're just not looking at it realistically. We tend to study it in, in its isolation, but we don't make the connectedness, because more men are unemployed than ever before in the history of our country right now. And when that happens, you've got to be worried. And I'm not saying that it should be at the expense of females, for instance. 
But help is needed for our men, definitely. It's something that we need to... So, so let me give out the toll-free number for the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. Uh, I mean, sure. it's a toll-free number. So, Atima Alex in uh, um, Northern Cape, take this number. 800 567-567. It's a toll-free number. It's for the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. Please call them. You'll get help there. There's a voice note from an A-teamer. Uh, good evening, Sister Patricia. Pressure on men, it's on those men who don't see women as their equals. Those are the people who are under pressure who don't see women as their equals, who don't seek help from the women, we don't see women as their partners in life, those are the people who are burdened. As for me, my wife and the rest of the women in the world, I see them as equal. I can go and ask for help. Even when another man is beating me, I can call a woman to come in and intervene. That relieves the burden on men. Louisa from Brixton. Thank you for that message. Uh, here's another one just uh, from ATMO saying, um, yes, Patricia, our men are under pressure. Everything started by the saying, boys don't cry. The nature of upbringing by our parents contributed a lot um, to this belief. And it's not one of our best friends. Um, one of our best friends committed suicide a week ago, not because he was weak or a softy, but the load um, that was revealed in the letter was shocking so men do need help men do need help I'm, I'm looking at our twitter poll right on twitter we asked our a-teamers are men heavily burdened right now as it sits 6.3 percent are saying no while 93.8 percent are saying yes men are heavily burdened uh, cast your vote as well go to our twitter page at safm radio there's another voice note Thank you for a great discussion uh, to learn Ngamalo here in Cape Town. Um, I'm just thinking that uh, in relation to this, I think we have a structural problem where society um, lives sort of on tier one, where members of communities do not establish councils, um, whether they are professional bodies or bodies in relation to where they live, that then creates a second tier. You would think our businesses are the second tier, but all these people are so isolated that they can never identify upcoming business people who they can then support. So in relation to men, men are always made to think that, look, you must go and hunt, and then when you thinking about what you're hunting, as uh, the gentleman has said, you have issues with identity, you have issues with what to hunt, you, you're just following on a job instead of actually um, uh, fo following a calling and a responding to a need in your local where you can. So our men have nothing functional um, thrown at them in relation to making changes to their society instead the only functionality that we can attain to is plugging in to a system that is there as cleaners as computer lab technicians as electricians but we don't have anything that affirms 
our identity and lastly that deals with unemployment with the non-use of people in our community there's lots of work that needs doing there's lots of people sitting to, with nothing to do and we have no processes for where or what they can do with themselves so for such a long voice note yeah, ATMs, please keep them to two minute, uh, to 60 seconds. That's a minute, not longer than that, but it was a relevant one. So, yes, a lot of ATMs are agreeing that men are really under pressure. Um, uh, yeah, and it, it's really, really uh, quite shocking, the messages that we are getting. Uh, Doc, as, as, as we close off, I'd like you to just encourage um, our ATMs um, and our men. So we, we don't want to see such a high suicide rate from our men. We want them to be able to know that the women and other men in their lives are there for them. Yes. There is a purpose to life. There is hope. And that hope is within us and around us in others. We need to connect. We need to communicate with each other, share our thoughts with each other so that we can uh, understand that we're not alone in this. And even though we may be sharing the same thoughts amongst a high percentage of the people we engage with, through that sharing of those uh, thoughts that are clearly impacting us, the, dis the disabilities imposed by our system on us, we can overcome. It is within our ability to change. We can do it and we need to do it so that this country can restore its sense of pride in itself and create a better future for our children and those yet to be born. Thank you so very much, uh, Dr. Cooper. For our A-teamers who might need a clinical psychologist, uh, since you are one, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, this, the through the Psychological Society, Johannesburg, 011-486-3322. Thank you so very much. A-teamers, it's 11 o'clock on the dot. Let's go straight to the news with Greg Hose. Good evening, Greg.